0: Yes. We're moving from victory to victory. Amen. Amen. Amen? To victory, from victory to victory. Amen. Jesus already defeated the enemy. Yes. We already have the victory. Amen. I would just like to do a quick prayer before we start. Amen. Lord, yeah. we thank you. Yes, thank we give you God. praise. We give you thanks. Yes. We give you honor. Yes. We, give you honor. Yes. we give you glory. Hallowed be thy name. There's no like for you. Yeah. Thank you for this day, this gathering. I pray that you speak through me all of your thoughts and not of mine Lord. Bring everything back to memory. Feed me. And feed your flock as well, Lord. Again, thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Alright. Now, uh, everyone can say, everyone can say, our main scripture today is gonna be in Matthew chapter six, verses five to 13. Matthew six, five to 13. Mm -hmm. Oh man, Brother Kenny knows the songs to raise. (laughs) He did that last time too. The last time I preached and I did a sermon, he wrote a song and I sent the videos to uh, my friend fasting there and he's like, "Did you tell him to raise that song? I'm like, no, I just told him to raise a son. I was like, he did hey, you know when he was gonna preach? I was like, no, but everything was perfect, and that's how God does it. Yes, right. We have the victory. Everyone have it, say amen. Amen. Yes. So, I'm not gonna read it right now. We'll read it in a few. You know, you could sit back, relax. This is the sound of the Holy Spirit. Gene looked at me, thought I was gonna rap. <laughs> all <right. laughs> that's all right mm-hmm. but today's focus is about how to pray how to pray and prayer is if not one of the most if not the most one of the most important activity that a Christian can do the Christian life is a life of prayer. Our entire life is a life of prayer. And I want to start off with what is prayer? As I, the last time I preached, uh, we discussed that prayer is communing with God. So if prayer is communing with God, then we have to look up what exactly is communing. Communing is It is the, the sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. The sharing or exchanging of intimate thoughts and feelings. So when you pray, that's what you do. And the type of thoughts and type of feelings says intimate. What does that word intimate means? Personal. It's really you. I want you to think about the best friend you ever had, Mm -hmm. the closest brother you ever had, the person who raised you that you love so much, whether it be your father or your mother, right, Mm -hmm. or your cousins, whoever it is, that you have a very strong relationship with them, somebody that you could even tell anything to. Whether we relationship be brother, sister, uncle, auntie, mother, father, God is all that to you, but even more. And so when we go to Him to pray to Him, we have to at least, He's great and mighty, we can't wrap our head around Him, but we have to at least compare it to those relationships to understand how exactly. We have to go to God. It's that personal that it has to be. That is the level of intimacy communion is. There's nothing faith. When you're with your brother, you ain't got a faith. You know? Uh, Growing up with my little brother, I'd be here bad right in front of him. I'd be here good right in front of him, too. He's my brother. What are you going to do? You can tell mom and dad they're going to whoop my butt. But I knew to the level of which how to act around him because he's my brother. We had that personal relationship. And it's the same thing with God when it comes to prayer. Now, in prayer, there is power in prayer. But we have to admit that not everyone or every Christian that prays sees power. It's the truth. Some of us Christians, we want to shy away from that and pretend that it's not true. But are all our prayers being answered? It's a fact. All our prayers are not being answered. Mine as well. I remember when, when my mom was sick with cancer, I prayed that she'd be healed, and she died anyway. But God is not the problem. God is not the problem. So we have to examine ourselves and examine the way we pray and understand prayer. But today's church, what I notice, a lot of us pray Old Testament prayers, and nothing is wrong with the Old Testament. Oh, I love the Old Testament, and I'd be in it especially. Seen God's first intentions with Adam and Eve. Mm -hmm. Well, how many of you know that if Jesus came and died for us and nothing changed, then he died in vain? If nothing changed after Jesus died from the Old Testament to the New, then why did he die? Was it just a style for show? Mm -hmm. It was not. Jesus died to restore the relationship that Adam and Eve had with God in the garden before sin came in the picture and took it away. That's why Jesus died. And we be praying Old Testament prayers like, God, please don't take your spirit from me. All well, we do. We all know that, right? Mm-hmm. God, please don't take the spirit from me. We have our songs with that. God created a new heart in me. Mm -hmm. But we're born again Christians. And we know the Bible says that He will never leave us Mm -hmm. nor forsake us. But yet we say those prayers. We know that He said if you're born again, He already created a new spirit in you. But we still pray those prayers. Those prayers will never be answered. Because Jesus died... To make sure that he would never leave us or forsake us. He died to make sure new spirit is created in us. So why are we asking God that? It's like somebody give you a check to a million dollars, and all you gotta do is put it in a bank, but you keep running them down every day, calling them and saying, Let me have that million mm-hmm. dollars. Put the money in the bank. So we have to look to see, okay, if our prayers are not working. If we can't pray the old way in the New Testament, then what is the right way or the new way that we have to pray in the New Testament? Amen? Amen. Amen. Everyone with me so far? Amen. Amen. Now let's let's examine a little further how we pray as Christians. Myself included. Especially when it was first born again. Especially a year or two ago. Most times we pray, what were we doing? We were just asking God for something. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true? It was yes. just like the Old Testament. Most times we were just petitioning and begging. Sons are not supposed to beg, servants beg, mm-hmm. workers beg, but not sons. When I grew up with my father he had his business, from the personal relationship I have with him, I already know what items in the business I could take and I could go eat or I could go and make a meal with. And I didn't have to ask him every time. Mm-hmm. Now picture me trying to come pay my father for a tin sausage and he got 100 of them selling. He can look at me like I'm weird. Picture me, my father saying, hey, in a personal relationship, all these items here you could touch and do whatever you want. But every single time that I need it, I'm going to him and be like, Dad, can I get it? you like, boy, if you don't move the next thing, you're going to get one backhand. <laughs> He's going to get irritated. The same thing we're doing when it comes to Lord create a new spirit in me. Lord, don't leave me or forsake me. Mm. Lord, make me worthy. Isn't the blood of Jesus sufficient? Mm-hmm. The blood did its work. Yeah, yeah. You are worthy. Because when God looks at you, He don't see you. He sees the blood of Jesus. And the blood of Jesus is perfect. So this is why we have to examine why we pray. Because then we'll just be repeating noise. Making sounds. It goes nowhere. Amen? Amen. Alright. Seems like everyone is with me today. We're going to chew up a little bit of this. I don't know how how much I'm going to be able to cover today. I could roll it out to the next fourth Sunday or the next one, it doesn't matter. The important thing, Pastor always says, and it says it in the Bible, in all you're getting, in all you're getting, amen. So if we can't finish it, there's no rush. We have now in this life, and if we die for to heaven, we have the next life to learn. Amen. Amen. So let's examine Adam and Eve in the garden. When God, before God made Adam and Eve, what did God make? Oh, the entire world. An entire world and the garden, God made everything that Adam and Eve needed. Yes. yes or no? Yes. He made everything they needed. So if Adam and Eve have everything they needed, but yet the Bible says that they were communing with God, then what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. You see? You see God's first intention? Mm-hmm. And where we at as Christians? Adam and Eve didn't have to ask Him for anything, mm-hmm. but yet they were conversating. So what, what exactly were they talking about? Mm-hmm. What exactly were they It is not about, Lord, give me this job. Lord, uh, I need this Me and you. The Bible said God will provide all our needs according to his riches and glory. We got to trust him in that. But what was Adam and Eve talking about? Adam and Eve were like newborn babies. Because God made them as adults. But they were new to the earth. And they had everything. And they were righteous. But if you look at a newborn baby, all the baby knows to do is cry. And be bre- and be breastfed, whether it be from a bottle or whether it be breastfed. That's all the baby knows how to do. Mm-hmm. And if a baby's hungry, the baby cries. Mm-hmm. If the baby needs a diaper change, the baby cries. But the baby's crying because the baby's confident that the mother or the father or the or the caretaker of that baby has everything that they need. Mm-hmm and that they will provide it. Yeah. That's what the baby does. Right? Yeah. The baby has all confidence in the parents. Mm-hmm. And the parents provide it. And that's why sometimes even past the praise. She normally says back the word to God in confidence. Because she knows that He's going to provide for her. Mm-hmm. But the other times that the baby... Doesn't need diaper clean, like Adam and Eve. They don't need to be fed. What does the baby do when the baby's not asleep? The baby be spending time with his parents. The parents can't, if the baby's awake, mothers will tell you, you can't leave the baby by himself. What are they going to start to do? Cry, because they want your attention. The baby be spending time communing with the parents. Spending time communing and doing what? Learning from the parents how to be a person. And that's why prayer is so important. Because we'll commune with God and learn how to be a man. Or learn how to be a woman. Learn what your purpose is. The task that God gave you on this earth. You know, learn the plans that God got for you. If you're going through a struggle, learn... Understand his way of dealing it or rescuing you from it, and that's why you can't say a bad word in front of a baby. You know that. Mm -hmm. What -hmm. happens? Right away, you pick it up Mm -hmm. because the baby is so focused on you Mm -hmm. to learn and understand Mm -hmm. how to live. Mm -hmm. How to live. And this is why the Bible says you have to be like a child. Mm-hmm. You have to be so focused on God. What do I do? It always gets me. And Pastor and I, I think, we're in to see who loved King David more. Because, oh man, I love David and I love Paul. And so does Pastor. That's our two favorite people in the Bible. Right? But it always gets me that David was a king to his name is mentioned to this day of being one of the greatest kings and yet when he went out with his soldiers Mm -hmm. and the enemy came and took all the women and children and goods and returned home and his soldiers were saying oh we should stone David they were already pointing a finger at somebody else to blame for the situation and they're like we should stone David what did King David do? A man who was known through history as one of the greatest kings, a man who slew a lion and a bear and Goliath, he turned himself to God. He humbled himself. His position did not matter. In the he turned to the one he was supposed to focus on and learn how to live. And he asked and he prayed. He said, "Lord." Do I proceed? Do I pursue? Or shall I not pursue? And God said, pursue. And David pursued. He overtook them. And he everything was restored. But what did David have to do? Pray. Pray. We want to live this life. We want to know how to live but not live through Christ. Prayer is necessary. That's when God talks to us. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. So I I want us to see some of the reasons why we pray to God instead of just asking for something. Mm. Has anyone ever had a friend that every time you see them, they want something from you? Yes. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about them? How do you feel about such a friend? Every time you see them, they want something. They don't ask you how was your day. Did you have breakfast? How are you doing in school? Did you win that karate competition? Is your mama okay? Hey, are we going to go out and go bowling later? Are we going to go play some foods? You want us to go out and eat? They don't ask those questions. They want to know know what they could get from you. Mm -hmm. Is that a true friend? No. Why we treat God like that? Mm. Why we treat God like that? Nothing is wrong in asking God for stuff. Like I said earlier, Pastor does it, and she uses scriptures that shows that she has the authority and the ability to do it. But if that's all you do, then that's not a relationship. It's like we're treating God like He lives in a lamp. Mm-hmm. And we're just waiting to rub mm-hmm. the lamp and get our three wishes. Mm-hmm. God is not a genie. Mm-hmm. God is an actual person with feelings. Amen, church? Amen. God is an actual person with feelings. And that's what we have to focus on the relationship. one of the reasons why we pray and to with God so that he could direct our paths and our everyday life to teach us how to live and how to be a person, a man of God and a woman of God we wouldn't be able to do those things if we don't pray And if you don't commune with God, if you don't make it intimate, if you don't make it personal. The biggest thing in prayer, and the biggest reason that our prayers are not answered, is motive. Mm -hmm. The motive behind why you pray. I'm gonna cover part of the scripture right now. Everyone still has the scripture, say amen? Amen. amen. I'm gonna start from verse five. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For they love to pray, standing in the synagogues. And in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. I'm going to stop right there. Right. Amen. He's not saying don't pray in public. Because a lot of people run away with that. Oh, I only pray in my closet. He's saying their intention of praying is wrong. The reason why they were praying in public was. They want to be seen. Amen. So it's not about them and God. It's about them and those who can see them. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing intimate or personal about that. Amen? Amen. They're hypocrites. Yeah. And hypocrites love to pray. Mm-hmm. But they love to pray to be seen. Mm-hmm. So motive is everything. The Bible says... Though you may give your body up to be burnt. Mm -hmm. Though you may speak of tongues of angels. Though you have all faith to move mountains. Mm -hmm. But have not love. Or do it without love. It profits nothing. nothing. Mm -hmm. See? You could do all those great things. But you're doing it with not a good motive. Mm -hmm. It profits nothing. Mm -hmm. And the same thing with prayer. If we pray to God and it's not personal, it's not intimate, it's not with a good motive, then I assure you that prayer will not be answered. You're going to be just like a hypocrite whereby you get your reward of being seen, but that's it. When I pray to God, I say God, help me buy a house. I don't want the rewards of me of me saying help me buy a house. Is people hearing me saying, God, help me buy the house. I want the house. But it's what we have a lot in in Christianity. is that we have somewhat mastered the art of playing church. That we forget that we are the church. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Bible never said the building is the church. The Bible said the people are the church. We are the church. And the reason why he said he's trying to show you how personal it is. We are the bride to the bride group. How much more personal could that be? Husband and wife. How more personal? He said he's our father. Father and child. How more personal? He said he's a friend that's taken closer than a brother. How more personal. Amen? Amen. You see the picture? Over the past year when Pastor gave me the opportunity to preach, my biggest aim so far has been to get us to see God in all his goodness, in all his mercies when it comes to relationship, his intentions for us. Because if we don't understand God's intentions, then we're going to believe the wrong things. Mm-hmm. We're going to pray wrong. Yeah. We're going to act wrong. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk wrong. And guess what will happen? No results. Mm-hmm. And that's why there's so much unanswered prayers. Because things are being done for the wrong reason. And that's why I said it's important that we study this Bible. I told Pastor said, First, one of the biggest reasons that I decided to to start preaching is because I say, you know what? I realize that the Word of God is necessary as food for me to live. And me helping others by preaching is going to help me as well to learn from God and come close to God. So I'm doing it for me, and I'm doing it for you. You see what I'm saying? And it brings me closer to God while it brings you closer to God. Mm-hmm. So in a way, it, it's kind of selfless. That's why the Bible said love is not selfish. Mm-hmm. Because when you look out for others, God looks out for you. Yeah. And is why I say the word is important. Because if we don't understand the word, we're not going to know how to do things. So one of, the reasons, one of the ways we do not pray is to be seen. One of the ways we do not pray is with the wrong motive. So if you pray with the wrong motive, then you might as well just, just be quiet. <laughs> if you have prayer meeting and you're just saying stuff just to say it, just be quiet. Because the only person that's going to be hearing you is you. Exactly. God ain't hearing you. God is no part of that. God has no business with that. You're talking and God and the angels like, let me when you finish. Tell me when he finished. That's how God is in heaven. Alright, let's move on. Uh, Verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father, which is in secret, and thy father which Seeing in secret shall reward thee openly. Again, he's trying to show them that don't pray to be seen. He's not saying, oh, you got to be in a closet all the time. Or else people don't pray in the closet. That, that's not so. He's trying to point out the motive. Oh, amen? amen. amen. Be, be not ye therefore, like unto them. Oh, sorry, I skipped seven. But when he pray, use not vain repetitions, as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. It's like what I said earlier. If there's not a right motive behind it, if you're not saying it for a real reason, to be personal with God, and you're just repeating stuff just to sound fancy and good, and to be seen, he's saying don't do that. Because it's empty. Mm. God ain't looking at it. So who are you talking to? Mm. Then you'll be a real crazy person. Because crazy persons talk to themselves and some of them be talking back too. Mm. <laughs> right? Amen. We didn't want to be like that. No. So, don't pray to be seen and don't use a whole bunch of big words or repetitions just for the sake of using it personal. When you're out with your friend and you're talking too much and what you say it makes sense, what do they tell you? What did they tell you? They say shut up. They say you're talking too much. What are you gobbling about? They do, they say that. It's your friend, they don't care. They know after you tell them you're still gonna be a friend. But this is what you used to say here. But he's being polite, I'm just being raw. Because we're not in the in, in the age of the Romans and the cross. I'm just being live and direct. Mm-hmm. If I got a friend keep talking and what he's saying is not making sense to me, I, but I'm going to catch you later. Mm-hmm. You already know, especially how we black people do. we be on the phone and they ain't saying nothing. Oh, I got a call. Y'all lying to them. Got a call in the next line. We know that. So it makes sense to do it with God because it's not going to go anywhere. He said, Be not be, therefore, like unto them, for your Father knoweth what things ye have need of before ye ask him. And after this matter, therefore, pray ye. And after, after, after this manner, therefore pray, after this manner, therefore pray. What he's mean, what he's saying, what he's about to say is pray like this. Mm -hmm. He's not saying pray this prayer. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, again, vain repetitions, that took that prayer and said it's the Lord's Prayer. And they're just repeating it all the time, every day go to some churches, there's a prayer to say all the time, mm-hmm. morning, breakfast, lunch, dinner, our Father who art in heaven. It, they have made exactly what he said, not to make it a mm-hmm. vain repetition. But he's saying, use the example of it. And let's look quickly at that example. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, they will be done in earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Three things we could point out from this. Number one, how did he start to pray? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. He started off with Thanksgiving and praise. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, Enter his house with thanksgiving. with thanksgiving and praise. He said it in Psalms, and Jesus is just confirming that. So he don't want you to pray this prayer every time, he wants you to pray with this structure. Yes. So first, Thanksgiving and praise, mm-hmm. and then you look at the middle. There is request mm-hmm. and intimacy, yes. and then the end. Thanksgiving and praise again. Mm-hmm. So start with Thanksgiving and praise, request and intimacy. Thanksgiving and praise, and then Amen. Mm-hmm. Short, sweet structure not vain repetitions. So if you're repeating this prayer every day and I wanted to know why nothing is happening, God ain't here what you're mm. Because it was not his intention. Because also the it's a before the cross prayer. So it's, it's not even in the name of Jesus. Mm. He was just showing you the structure. Amen, church? Amen. amen. We understand a little bit about prayer now? Yes. amen. Yes. The next time I preach, I'm going to go over the rest of it. But if we want us to be able to digest so far what we spoke about today and put in practice. Amen. Know that when we pray, there has to be a right motive behind it. When we pray, we are praying to understand from God how to be a person, how to live. When we pray, it's not vain repetitions, nor to be seen. And when we start our prayer, with thanksgiving and praise, in the middle, intimacy and requests. And we end with thanksgiving and praise. Amen, Amen church? Amen. Amen. Thank you. I'll hand over the service back to Sister Freedom who well, I guess will hand over to the passage. Thank you, church. thank Brother Ebert for that lovely message on prayer. now I'm going to turn